Hello and welcome to another Boys Turner Employment Group podcast, where we like to ask guests about the key issues affecting HR, employers and their workforces. I'm Emma O'Connor, Director and Head of the HR Training Academy. In this podcast episode, we delve into the HR hot topic of employee engagement and ask, how can we retain, attract and engage our talent? When we think about the last two years, many employees have decided to take the plunge and join a new employer. Whether we call this the great reshuffle or the great resignation, this perhaps short-lived phenomena has impacted businesses and employee engagement. The lockdowns and working from home have allowed many to rethink what they do, how they do it, where they do it and who they do it for. The rise of remote and hybrid working can also impact individual, team and employer engagement. But however or wherever your people are working, a sense of purpose and togetherness has never been more important and yet perhaps so hard to define. To help me explore this topic, I'm joined by Ian Fever, Managing Director of Employee Experience and Customer Loyalty Platform Company, Arteal. Hello, Emma. Thank you for having me. So, Ian, we're going to explore the topic of people engagement and in particular how we can uh, keep our talent um, engaged. And I just wonder, thinking about your career, um, what does people management mean to you personally and also as a manager and a leader? For me personally, I think people engagement, there are many facets to it. But the key, the key component in the first place is around purpose. People needing to be connected to a purpose. They need to, more than ever today, understand the purpose of their business and what it delivers. And then behind that are the, sit the values. And if people can be connected to those values and the purpose, they will deliver better quality work. So it's a question of how do we engage people to the purpose and the values? No, I agree wholeheartedly with that, Ian. But I just wonder when we talk about um, you know company values and making sure that we align with those company values. I suppose how do you encourage um, employees to connect with company values? Well, let me let me give you an example of the power of recognition. And it's in our DNA. It's part of who we are. When my daughter was five years old and her first day at school, she went into a classroom. The teacher said to all of the children, Mrs. Benjamin Smith, she said, one of the first values you need to learn is the value of kindness. And they probably didn't understand what she meant. But during that first week, one of the girls in uh, Katie's class took a bag of conkers to school and she shared her conkers with everybody else in the class. Then in the Friday morning assembly, uh, Poppy received a certificate for being kind and her parents were there to witness that. And it was amazing. I didn't know this, but when I picked my daughter up from school later that day, she said, Dad, can we go and get some conkers? (laughs) So um, on the Monday morning, I took her to school with a bag of conkers. I didn't know why. Loads of other parents were there with bags of conkers. And Mrs. Benjamin Smith thought it was hilarious. She said, they think they'll get a certificate. They think that being kind is sharing conkers with people. But what it demonstrated to me was that we all want to be recognised. We just need to know what should we be recognised for. So when you recognise people for delivering a value, if one of your values is uh, in using your initiative and you use your initiative, then give recognition for that to that person and they will repeat that behaviour. And when, when it's done publicly, 
their colleagues will repeat that behavior. So there is no more powerful way of reinforcing purpose and values than recognition. So Ian, could you tell me a little bit more about what you mean about purpose and how we align um, behaviours with, with company values? Absolutely. One thing that I do quite often when I meet people in their workplace, or even if I'm meeting a friend of mine, I ask them, what do you do for a living? And if they just tell me their job, then they're not really telling me about the purpose of what they do. I'll give you an example. If you walk into a well-known cafe and you ask, say, Starbucks, for example, and if you ask the person that works in there behind the counter, just tell me, what do you do for a living here? And if they say, I just make coffee, they're not connected to their purpose. But if they say, um, well, do you know what? People come in here to relax, unwind, have a bit of time to themselves and enjoy a nice drink. And I make sure I provide the environment for them to do that and a nice, a nice warm drink. That's what I do. I help make people's day a lot better. And those are the people that see the bigger purpose and meaning in the work they do. And when you think of what we've just been through over the last two years with COVID, more and more people want to do something more meaningful, not just a job. And there is purpose in every career. We just need to help people understand what that purpose is. What's the bigger picture? How are they making a difference to other people's lives or other companies' businesses? No, I really, um, I really hear what you're saying there, Ian. And I'm a, I'm a big believer in in purpose. And I think you know we're very good, aren't we, at telling people how to do things? Yeah. Um, but we're really bad at, at telling people why. And I think the more people understand the why. I think the how comes more naturally. That's a real change in management style, isn't it? And, uh, and you know, what, what we're talking about. It definitely is. And if you, if you look back again to COVID and you think about those people that were working in the supermarkets when, we're, when we were all locked down, prior to COVID, if you ask those people, what do you do for a living? They'd say, I stack shelves in a supermarket. I just work in the cash out. But then what happened was during COVID, they became essential workers. And they had more of a feeling of, well, we're actually helping to keep the country going. We're feeding our community. They were connected to a purpose and they had far more pride in the work they were doing and delivering better outcomes for their company, but making a difference to the people in their community because they were feeding them. And I think that, like I said, every, every kind of work has a purpose. We just need to help people connect to it and communicate what they do in that way. Um, so it stops being a job and it becomes something more meaningful. Absolutely. So we've talked about some of those good examples of, of engagement. What are perhaps some bad examples of employee engagement that, that you've come across and, and what might be some of the consequences? Well, I think in, in particularly in the workplace, we're all I think most people are, are adaptable and flexible into adapting to a certain culture. So if we create a culture of appreciation where people are valued and appreciated for doing the right things, then you start to you, you have a, an amazing workplace. But at the same time, if you have a toxic culture, then that will spread around the business as well. And it comes from the top down. I mean, I don't want to get political, but there's been a lot of talk about the culture in Downing Street recently. Now, that comes from the top down and there's things that clearly need to change there. Yeah, there's, there's been a drinking culture, as you, as you could say, or a party culture in Downing Street. Um, but that, that culture has to change. So it really comes from the leadership 
and it and and whatever behaviors they adopt and whatever behaviors they want their people to have they can influence that no i absolutely agree and i think you know it's a lot of this you know we talk the talk but do we you know walk the talk as well mm. and i think that you know the, the sort of the leadership point goes to credibility as well in in leadership mm. and this whole point about leading by example so you're absolutely right it comes mm. it's that top downing and cascading down throughout yeah, the whole yeah. workforce so it comes from the top down but then it can go from the bottom up so but it starts from the top so what i'm saying there is that once we have this culture of appreciation and people respecting one another then that becomes the default you look for people doing the right things and appreciate them that can be everyone across the board peer to peer but without that what happens is it the, the default without appreciation is people doing things wrong and spotting that and looking for the things that people do that is wrong so there's a there's a fine line between having a toxic culture and an amazing positive culture there's just a few things strategic things that you can do to make sure you sit on the right side of the line and you have that positive culture where people are connected to a purpose they're connected to the values and they appreciate one another for delivering that and they're all on a mission together in in one one company it it's it's a it's a very finite art to get it right but it can be done for every business and i suppose when we think about our teal um and what, what does engagement mean for, for RTL? And, and also, how can businesses use technology platforms like yours um, to engage their people wherever and however they're working? That's a great question. And the first thing is, technology alone doesn't change culture. Um, but it's the vehicle that allows the amazing things to happen. One thing I, I hear from a lot of people is, we really want to drive engagement. But you can't drive engagement. You, nobody wants to be driven. People have to choose to be engaged. People have to choose to live your values and, and your purpose. So what we do is we provide a platform that has the values as part of that platform. It's the first thing people see when they go in there. And then they can deliver recognition peer-to-peer -to, -peer to their colleagues. When So if, if for example, one of the values is uh, teamwork and somebody has supported them and helped them on the project, then they can thank them for that under the value of teamwork. And everybody else will see that in the platform. And then other people know what they need to do. And some great stories come from that. And it creates a lot of positive energy and it builds bridges between different departments. So the technology, if, if you like, it looks after itself. It doesn't come from the boss. You don't just rely on the boss to give recognition. People should be empowered to say thank you to one another. And that's a really important piece. I love what you say there about technology as the vehicle. That's really important. And I think, you know, often um, we see technology being introduced and it's like, well, that's that's the job done, isn't it? Mm. Whereas actually the technology is there to support and provide, yeah. if you like, you know, the, the mechanism. But you're right. It comes from that people empowerment and, you know, recognising when somebody has gone that extra mile. Um, you know, and they are living and delivering to, to the values. So I think some, yeah. some really important um, points there. Recognition done poorly is more harmful than no recognition at all. Quite often we see companies doing employee of the month and there might be 50 people working in that department. So you're going to wait 50 months before you might receive some recognition, which is too long. But also because it's the, normally the boss that will decide who will get that recognition, well, the boss doesn't see everything. 
So there could be two people working together in a department and they witness somebody do something amazing. The boss hasn't seen that, but the colleague has seen their colleague do something amazing and they can just deliver that recognition. They can say thank you. They don't have to ask permission or nominate them. With our platform, they can deliver that thank you message. And so it goes across the board, peer to peer, um, which, which is an amazing thing for people to be. Because the, the biggest joy in recognition, funnily enough, isn't the receiving, it's the giving. Just like at Christmas or birthdays, we love to give presents. It's not about the receiving of presents. It's about giving presents and helping people be happy. So what advice would you give to managers in thinking back about when you've been engaged at work, um, when perhaps you haven't felt so engaged at work, but also how you drive engagement amongst your, your team and your colleagues? What tips and tips and advice would you give? Well, a, a lot of managers think it's their job or they default to this to speak to people when they do things wrong to coach them, to guide them, to give them, say, look, this is how you should do it, which is part of the job. Of course it is. People need coaching. No doubt about that. But if you think of, uh, I'll give you an analogy. Think of um, going to a sporting occasion, go to a football match, and the crowd will cheer every good pass, every good tackle, every good thing that their team delivers on that pitch, the crowd will cheer. The reason they're doing that is it encourages them, encourages the players to put more tackles in, have more shots, more good passes. And at the end of the game, the home team will normally win because of that. So it's a bit like in the workplace, encouraging people. They haven't won the game yet, but during, they haven't won the sale, if you like, but during the project, you encourage people for doing the right things, which are the values and the behaviours. And you notice that, you notice the efforts they're making in a positive way. And that will deliver better business results. If you just criticize when they do it wrong and it'd be like the crowd booing because the team aren't playing well the team will go in a downward spiral and they won't win football matches so it's the same in the workplace i would say to managers give your people positive encouragement for the things they're doing right and and occasionally do it publicly so other people can see what great looks like don't wait until the the project is completed do it during the project and then that way you'll get much better outcomes some excellent uh, tips there, Ian. Brilliant. And I think that whole messaging around enthusiasm and, and positive encouragement is so important and perhaps now more than ever. So my thanks, Ian, for joining me on this podcast. Thank you very much, Emma, for inviting me. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you. Without people working so differently and teams not always being together, managers and employers are going to have to work that little bit harder to keep their employees engaged. People leave or join employers for a number of reasons, not all of them financial. As we've heard, fostering social interactions, a sense of belonging and purpose are essential. This comes from having clear communication, setting expectations, giving recognition and building trust within our teams. The more employees feel connected and trusted, the more engaged they will feel. My thanks again to Ian for joining me on this podcast. Please do remember to follow us and subscribe to our podcasts. Until next time, goodbye.